This is Jesse and Cindy with Married and Coffee. We've been married for 11 years and have three kids, seven and under, and we love marriage. We want to invite you to join us in building a biblical foundation for marriage. We want to see your marriage be strong and fun while also build value and fight culture. Our desire is to sit around a coffee table and have a conversation with you. So grab your favorite cup and brew and let's get into it. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to Marriage and Coffee. Yes, welcome. We're excited for our new episode today. Today is our second Lessons from Legos. Lessons. We did a Lessons from Legos last season. So uh, I think you guys can just expect, at least for a while, Lessons from Legos. At least once a season. At least once a season. Because that is our life right now. We have a five-year-old son and a two-year-old son. And they both like Legos, and I don't see Legos going anywhere in our home. For a while. For a while. Even the girl child sometimes will play with the Legos. That not, is not as often. That is the female version of our children. <laughs> the girl child. <laughs> no. Yes, our daughter will play with Legos. Not as much, but yeah, she does play with them. But before we can get into Legos, we have a new coffee to talk about. This is going to be a fun episode because, well, Legos are fun. And so we decide to do something fun. Mm-hmm. So maybe you've heard of it. If you've been in the coffee world at all, maybe you haven't. You can pick this up at most of your grocery stores or for sure. Like I got it from Walmart. Um, we're talking about Death Wish Coffee. Death Wish Coffee. Have you heard of Death Wish Coffee? It is like it's advertised as... The world's strongest coffee. Is that what the bag says? Yeah, I think it said it some, somewhere. You didn't write there. it down for us. I, I didn't. I'm sorry. I wrote down the few informations that it said, which was smooth. Smooth. I would say it's smooth. <laughs> let's just, let's, you guys, it, y'all it, taste this with us. If you have some, pause this, make it, taste it with us. There you go. Mm-hmm. Smooth is probably the only thing I would attribute to the flavor palette of this coffee. It is a coffee. It cannot be smooth. It it cannot be confused for anything else. There is no other. I'm not tasting. If if I'm tasting nuts, then they're burnt. (laughs) Um, If there's if there's cocoa in there. It's uh, very mild. Uh, yeah. So so the flavor palette is definitely not complex. Uh, in fact, if you don't love coffee, you might even call it bad. Like yeah. like it's it's up it's strong. It yeah, is it a, is a very it like literally it tastes like coffee. Like everything that you would expect coffee to be <laughs> from like the very basic whatever. Like it is a standard basic. Yeah coffee so it just happens to be very strong so that's why they call it what they call it death wish obviously it's a dark roast coffee it's probably not something you want to drink every day unless you just like are desperate for crazy amounts of energy but then you might need to check your lifestyle or your heart (laughs) (laughs) because i have a feeling i did drink a glass of this yesterday on our way to church and i was like that is that is some strong coffee, and I'm wide awake. Yeah, yeah. I did like that it was organic and fair trade. Yeah. Like that was on the bag, so that was kind of cool. 
So, yeah. I mean, it's good coffee. It's 20 bucks. It's, just, it's a little pricey. Yeah, a little pricey. It's just like a very basic, like, this is coffee. Which I, I think is kind of their point is like coffee yeah, that's their and market. caffeine. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so. It's like if you if you wake up a little late or even super, super early and you need something to get you moving, this is probably the equivalent of like an energy drink in a coffee cup. Yeah. I don't know what the caffeine rating is on this. We probably should like look that up, but you can look that up. Do some research. Don't expect us to do everything for you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Death Wish Coffee, it's good. I would recommend it. I totally would recommend it. Go get you some. Uh, Give it a try. I am going to enjoy it. I will probably, I have some like, uh, uh, what do you call them? Like, I don't want to call them doomsday bags, but like, like prepper. I have a backpack that has. Oh, it's some totally survival. a doomsday bag. It is like the epitome it's a of get home bag. I am waiting for a zombie apocalypse, and this is everything that I would need in case. Okay, um, <laughs> I'll put some of this in my bag because I mean, if you're there in a zombie you apocalypse, you, you might need something to you keep might, you awake. Even if you can't make coffee, you can like. Pack some of those grounds <clears throat> under your tongue for it's true. while you run through the woods. Yep. From yep. An unnamed political party. Um, <laughs> gotta keep it. Gotta keep it PC. Wow. <laughs> Had to go there, huh? You know what? Let's move in. Let's move into lessons from Legos. Lessons from Legos. You know what? Oh, I did you hear that cute little jingle? I literally made up on the spot. We should. Can you guys hear what this coffee is doing to us? Oh my gosh. Can you tell that it's strong? Um, <clears throat> we should actually make like a Lessons from Legos jingle mm-hmm. and insert it here. You should send us your 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 made up jingles. Oh yeah. To all our musical friends. <laughs> we have a few musical friends. We do have a few musical friends. All right. Send us your jingles, people. Lessons from Legos. We need a jingle. All right, so let's talk about Legos really quick. Obviously, our sons play with them. We we never really even did like the Duplo phase. No, we didn't. Like my son was playing with Legos when he was small enough to eat them. He might have eaten a few of them. Don't judge me. I don't know. I don't think. I know for a fact with our youngest son. Now, here's the thing. The youngest son is different because he was an infant and Legos were already in the house. Yeah. And so we had to work really hard to keep Legos out of his mouth. But that boy had Legos in his mouth all the time. I, he still will sometimes. Just put I'm one like, in What it. is in your mouth? And he'll chew it till it's like nothing left of it. It's just a wadded piece of plastic. Yeah. I'm like, I literally don't understand. Like, but, I don't want to put them on my, like, I don't even want to step on them. And you are literally chewing on them in your mouth. Mm-hmm. I did find, like, you know, the little, what are they called? The dots, the Lego dots. Yes. I have found those. In his diaper when he was little. Oh. So he did. Fun fact. He did eat a few of those. All right. <laughs> um, Man. But we've never. He's never choked on anything. He's he's always been pretty good about yeah, that. Yeah, please so. don't call us in. <laughs> <laughs> These guys that have this podcast. Lego dots are teeny tiny and round, so <laughs> totally swallowable. It's like smaller than a pill, you know. <laughs> Just work it through your system. They're non-toxic. 
Uh, but no, our kids have loved Legos. And the, the name Lego comes from the words leg and gut. And I don't know how to pronounce that. I think I'm pronouncing goat, legat, legot. I don't know. It's G-O-D-T. But it basically just means to play well. And if we look at marriage. Yeah. What a great, like, overarching. Mm-hmm. Hey, tell us, tell us if you could give us one piece of information for marriage. Play well. Yep. Like, play well together. Yep. And that's, that's not always easy. It is not. It is not. And that is something that we struggle with at the house, that our house do, is playing well. Because Caden will be building something and Kenan will be like... I want whatever you have. Or I want to destroy whatever or you build. Or I want to destroy whatever you build. Yeah. And there will <laughs> some screaming will ensue. Yeah, right. Someone will eat a Lego. Um and so no, it, it does. If you're not if you don't work at it, but I mean yeah. there's some Lego sets that are hard. Oh yeah. They bought me a, a car last year. Mm-hmm. It's Father's a Day. it's a Camaro. And me and Caden put it together. Caden and I. Put it together for all my anyway um it was challenging yeah it wasn't just like a oh hey let's slap some bricks together like we actually had to very carefully follow the instructions and if a piece was missing we had to figure it out and find it and it took yeah. us a while but we got it done and the outcome was awesome um but the thing about legos is, is one brick of legos is pretty much useless yeah, it just looks cool. Yeah, I mean, what what are you going to... It could be a reminder. We we were a part of a church a couple of years ago that did uh, a sermon series on Legos, and they mm-hmm. passed out bricks. Mm-hmm. And I remember keeping that brick in my pocket for a long time to remind yeah. myself. Uh, and so, I mean, there's things you can do with one brick, but but essentially Legos are, are valuable because you can put them together. Yeah, and you can build whatever you want. So... That leads us into our first verse, 1 Corinthians 12, 14 through 20, uh, just says, For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, Because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that does not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear should say, Because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, then where would the sense of hearing? Or if the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members of the body, each one of them, as he chose. All were a single member. Where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, and yet one body. And so this is talking about the church, right? This is talking about the body of Christ. Not the church as in like the brick and mortar building, but the, right. the church of Christ, the people. body of God, the people of God coming together and each one having value. But I think this verse applies all the way down to man and wife in marriage. Yeah. Because if I looked at the things she does and became jealous or frustrated mm-hmm. because I didn't do those things, or she looked at the things I did and felt the same way, we wouldn't be adding value to each other. No. And I think that when you're building with Legos, like you could have all the same like four by eight, that standard Lego brick or two by two by four, I guess. I don't know what they call it, but but the standard Lego brick, everybody could look like that and and you're basically gonna build a wall. Yeah. 
right? Right. But if you wanted something different, you got to use different shaped bricks. You got to mm-hmm. use things that that might work a little different or move a little different, but still have value. And I think that's huge in marriage. Yeah. To be able to come together and work together. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And like <clears throat> realizing that that you like we've said before, like it more or less talking about confrontation, but like. If you're not com- if you're not arguing about something, then like one of you isn't needed because you because you're not making each other better. Right. And so like same, I don't think art arguing necessarily, well, but but yeah, challenging each other or yeah. Anyway, the idea is that like it like if you're both the same, like you're not yeah. one of you is not necessarily needed. Like you need to be different and you need to have those different aspects and you need to figure out how to work with it with each other on them and right. you need to figure out how it functions and what the purpose of that is and you know how you can use that for God's kingdom you know how you can use that for your family you know if you're just always doing your thing and I'm just always doing my thing we're not building together and we're not functioning together you know if you're always out there doing whatever and i'm not a part of that and i'm not supporting that and right. we're, you know whatever like we're not working together as a team we're not building something we're not connected yeah we're not connected which is i realized earlier as you started reading that is what we're talking about with lessons from legos today Absolutely. is connection yeah i mean <laughs> so the you know this whole idea of the different parts of the body like we all have to come together, but in marriage particularly, like we have to come together so that we can, you know, build what we're building and, and do what we're doing. Sure. And if we don't value each other mm-hmm. for who each other are and what each other can do, yeah. then we're not connecting and we're not building. You know, it's, it's interesting too, as you were talking about that, I was thinking about, we've kind of been talking about one Lego coming together with one Lego, but even that still is not much of anything it takes a bunch right but if you think about the complexity of people if you think about the different aspects of of you know my leadership your leadership this this organizational strength or even some of the weaknesses sometimes you have to use certain legos to counter the weaknesses of other legos mm-hmm. as you're building something complex and so if you think about each person as being like an entire set right and, and now we have to make those connections work. And so where I am weak, obviously I need the Lord. I also need my wife to help me yeah. bridge some of those gaps and vice versa, which I, honestly brings us to the next thing is connection to the father. Yeah. Like we have to be connected to each other, but, but I remember getting Legos when I was a kid and, and we didn't have all the like ninjago or <laughs> lego pirates or <laughs> like, all the fancies uh, uh, whatever we now. got a box of multicolored bricks <laughs> but what was always in the box every time you like the lid had like the shape of the of the what are they called the the studs the lego yeah. studs sticking up yeah and and you would take the lid off and usually right there in the top or i guess sometimes on the bottom was a plate like a base plate mm-hmm. and it was you know, four, six inches by six inches square, depending on what set you had. But that plate was so that whatever you built was attached to something solid. Right. So that it, it held its structure. Right. Now, 
obviously you can build things like cars or airplanes or whatever mm-hmm. that are not attached to that plate. But if you're building, my son has a Lego table. Yeah. And a lot of the stuff he builds has to be mounted to that table. Right. And I think if we look at God in that sense of like, yes, we bring all these pieces to the table, mm-hmm. but God is that overarching support. He is the foundation. And if we will, if I'll take all of my Lego pieces and begin to build on that plate or that table, and Cindy takes all of her Lego pieces and begins to build on that plate or that table, then together we're building a home. Wow. That's good. That's what I was literally thinking as you were talking, started talking about that was to build a home, you have to have a foundation. Absolutely. And and that was our last lessons from Legos was talking about how Jesus is our cornerstone Mm -hmm. and how, you know, we've got to, you know, be with him first. Right. And so just again, the idea of we've got to be connected to the father yeah. and as we're connected to the father with him as our foundation, then we can bring all of our bricks and build our home mm-hmm. and we can work together and we can, you know, use all the different pieces and get creative and everybody's Even, home looks different. But the little white picket fence pieces, the <laughs> I love those pieces. Um, <laughs> yeah. So John fifteen five. I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, it is he that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. And that is just like apart from him, we can't, you know, we can't do it. We labor in vain. Yeah. I mean, we're not talking about grapes or branches necessarily in this, in this lesson, but even in Legos, if you build something and it's not on one of those foundational plates and it is some kind of a structure like a house or it's well, I mean, more even, likely even the cars and the planes and the you know different things that you can build have to have some sort a, of a structure some sort of a yeah. structure that you build off of yeah it's true in fact speaking of planes should we get into this <laughs> So let let me explain this first in our Lego set. We have, we have received a lot of Legos from my nephew who is 13 now. Yeah. 14, 14. Um, he doesn't play with Legos as much. He's more a PlayStation guy. Um, and so we've gotten a lot of his old Legos. Well, one of the things that came in his set was this little bitty airplane that he made that is glued together. Yeah. And it will not come apart. No. And it drives me nuts. I've thought about throwing it away two or three times <laughs> because it's just in our Legos and we don't do anything with it. As you say, the kids don't really play with it. They don't. Anything. It's just in the box. And every time I play Legos with them, I'm digging for something. And now we have we have three drawers full of Legos. We have a lot of Legos, maybe too many. I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, but we find this plane and every time I'm like, oh, this stupid plane. I wish I could take it apart because like, there's a set of wheels on it that I'm typically like, oh, I want those wheels. <laughs> I want to use those for this other build. And I can't because they're attached. Yeah. So in our notes, uh, we wrote Craggle. If you've seen the Lego movie, Crazy yeah. Glue uh, yeah. is what puts these things together. And I just put a note to the side that said David's plane. So my wife and I are going over the notes. And <laughs> she, she reads David's plane. And her first thought was, there aren't planes in the Bible. <laughs> I 
I literally was like, David's plain. And I'm like going through all of the, you know, like main hitting stories of David <laughs> that I can think of in my, in my brain. You know, and then I- all, all of a sudden it clicked and I was like, oh, my nephew after, and you his know, plane. After he defeats Goliath and gets <laughs> in his plane and he flies back to the castle, to the oh Dimble Mount. Anyway, <clears throat> the whole point of that was to actually talk about Craggle. Craggle, crazy glue. Listen, Legos are fun to build with and take apart and build again. And there are aspects of your marriage where that's important. Mm-hmm. You've got to be able to put something together, see if it's working or not working. Right. Work together to undo whatever you've done and put it back together. Like that is important. But there are aspects of your marriage you need to be bound. Yeah. You need to be, it is permanent. I mean, the marriage covenant in itself. Right. Mark 10, 7 through 9 says, Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife. The two shall become one flesh, so they are no longer... Two, but one flesh. And what, therefore, God has joined together. You guys have heard this in marriage, in weddings all the time. What God has joined together, let no man separate. Yep. And and so when you're thinking about Legos in the sense of there are aspects of, of building where you put some crazy glue in it. Yeah. And that thing's never coming apart. Even if you don't love it. It's, it's it's staying connected it's forever. It's staying connected forever. And you build around it and you work with it and you make it work. And that's how... Well, and sometimes too, like something I just thought about is there are aspects, you know, like my personality is my personality and is going to be my personality for the rest of my life. Lord help us. Like that's the way... <laughs> <laughs> that's the way that God made me. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so there's there's even aspects of it, each other that are never going to change. Right. And so you've got to figure out, okay, that's a permanent sure. thing that's not going to move. But you can build on to those things. But, but yeah, you can build onto it. You can build around it. You can make it change shape by how you build, yeah. you know, like, and so even like, obviously your commitment is your commitment, but also in other things that are just unchangeable, like they're, they're changeable. You just gotta work, you know, you gotta work, work it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I think that's. I think that's right on point. I would say that, you know, there's aspects of ourselves that don't change like our personalities. If we're not careful, we use that as an excuse. Yeah. But I think that in that, just because we mature doesn't mean we aren't still who we are. Right. And so I think that's a lot of what that looks like. All right. So let's, uh, let's jump into application. So like we try to have our like little lesson and then how we can apply that to our lives. Right. Right. And so talking about being connected, um, we're going to do something fun here in just a couple minutes, but we also wanted to give some ideas of ways that you can, you know, be connected with your spouse. And, Mm -hmm. um, so the first thing, um, is, you know, let Holy Spirit lead you and get to know your spouse you know, however Holy Spirit leads you, right? So maybe it's just in conversation or maybe he's got a specific idea or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, but, you know. Pray for and about your spouse. Yeah, pray for and about your spouse and then follow whatever leading Holy Spirit gives. Yeah. I think the other one is spending time together. We we went to a marriage conference years ago 
where one of the speakers encouraged everybody to spend like so much time each day, so much time each week, so much time each month. Yeah. Um, I can say we're not quite there yet. It takes a lot to get to like, I think his, if I remember correctly, it was like 30 minutes to an hour a day. And then it was like an entire evening a week. So you have a date night every week and then like an entire either day or weekend set aside every month. And then at some point during each year to do like a getaway together mm-hmm. of three days or more. Yeah, I don't remember, but it was something. And yeah. and those are great goals. If you if your schedule allows that, we got three little kids. Mm-hmm. I work full time. We're <laughs> heavily involved in our church. My schedule doesn't allow for that. But one of the things that Cindy and I started doing was we started prioritizing the time together every day. Yeah. And what that meant for us was we had to we had to skip out on some sleep. We yeah. had to set our alarms and get up earlier so that we could sit down beside each other and just say, Hey, how are you? Yeah. Like in that though, like the part of the point was to actually talk to each other and not just, okay, you've got the kids here and I've got the kids there yeah. and we're going to do this. And then we got to go to the small group tonight and we got, you know, like, but to actually like have conversation, have conversation outside of, you know, mm. life Yeah. to actually connect and see each other and you know, be with each other present, you know, put the phone away, put the computer away, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I would even say put the TV away, you know, I mean, not that on occasion, if, if that's your thing that you've got a show or whatever, you know, like, but don't make that be your go-to, you know, Yeah, no, you need to communicate, actually communicate with each other, talk about things that, which kind of leads, you know, it kind of leads to the next thought of like, there are things you can do together that are good communication. Like if you like to exercise together or go on a walk or read together, like get a book, read it and then talk about what you're reading. Yeah. Uh, get a marriage book. We can recommend some if you're interested. Like we, um, and then the other thing is be honest. Yeah. Have, you know, have some of those questions and maybe they sound a little deep when you first ask them because you're just like, Hey, how are you? I'm all right. How's you? How's your week been? Well, it's been okay. Kids have been doing this or that, or this has been good, or this has not been good. But but what if you were honest enough to say, you know what, it's been a really hard week, and I just need to vent for a minute, or yeah, you know, I could use some prayer in this area because we, you've been working, I've been here with the kids, and we haven't <laughs> communicated. Yeah. <laughs> and so this is my opportunity to kind of be honest with you and say, this is what I need. Yeah. Uh, speaking of needs, I'm just saying it's next on our list. It's important. <laughs> Have sex. Yes. It's good. It is good. It's so good. It is, and it it is so good for connection. Right. Like people don't. A lot of times, sex is a wonky thing, and you know whatever but the emotional and the physical connection that it creates in your heart and mind Mm -hmm. is like nothing else absolutely well and if the goal if the goal of sex is just to have sex then then you're not you're yeah yeah i mean there will be connection whether you mean to or not but if you're if the goal of sex is to 
learn about your spouse and what they like and what they don't like and how to grow together and what works and what doesn't work. And, you know, sometimes you might only have five or 10 minutes to sneak away. And sometimes you might have an hour together and, and, you know, make it something that you're working together on so that your sex life becomes better with, with every stage. Yeah. And Uh, don't be afraid to talk about it. Don't be afraid to talk about it. Cindy's always <laughs> weird. Every time we talk about sex, she always gets a little weird. I don't know. <laughs> no, I just mean because we just got done talking about having an actual conversation. No, it's true. And it is very common that people in marriages don't talk about the things that they like or the things that they don't like. It's because true. sex is such an awkward conversation. Yeah. In Especially our, in the church. Know, culture. Yeah. And in our church. Church in, culture. Like, you know, church culture and, you know, whatever. And so... Like, if there's something that you like, like, don't be afraid to talk about it. If there's something that you don't like, don't be afraid to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. it's not, you're creating more connection than just the legitimate connection. <laughs> right. Right. And then lastly, have fun, which have leads us to fun. kind of the fun part of, of what we want to do today. So we just went through and we found... You remember like the dating shows or game shows where like they ask questions of the other person and try and so we've got a list of questions. So this was literally found from the newlywed. Like I went and searched newlywed game. Oh, from like the old game show. I don't know if it was from the old game show or if it's just a list that you know because people will do this at like bridal showers uh-huh. and stuff like that. You know. Um, <clears throat> and so anyway, we took. There was like 65 questions on the one that I found, and we definitely are not doing 65 questions. No. We narrowed it down to 61. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But anyway, so these are just fun questions. We literally have not asked them to each other yet. We just picked what questions we were going to do. Yeah. So We do know the questions in advance, but we have not. I don't know her answer, and she doesn't know mine. but we have not answered. So here we go. First question is, what did your partner, spouse, whatever, wear on their first date? Um, what did I wear? What did you wear? I think you're tell- you have to say what I wore. So I don't know exactly on our first date date. Uh, it was summertime and we were spending a lot of time down to the lake. So it very well could have just been like a swimsuit and a cover up. Um, <laughs> but I, I do remember uh, the white summer dress thing that you had as being like one of our early date okay things but i don't know to be factual i literally cannot answer this question you can't i i so here's, i can answer the next question because the next question well, is where did well, you ha- go on your first date hang on and that i know hang on i can't answer that one so so here's here's what I remember, and maybe it's just because I think there's a picture somewhere on Facebook of us in this outfit, that's, that's and it's pro, and it makes me think it was probably if it wasn't our first date, it was the first couple. But you had bought me a T-shirt that had like a like a crisscross plaid pattern on like a tan T-shirt. Oh yeah, I remember do you remember that? that? I got it at Old Navy. And so I remember having, and maybe there is a picture somewhere. And if we could find it, we'll post it on the page. But uh, you can see how goofy and young we look. But, oh, my gosh. But I think there was a picture somewhere of you in, like, a white summer dress and me in, like, that T-shirt with a that's jeans funny. and a pair of shorts. And, I, like, that's what's in my my mental image of our early dating years. Like, that's what we looked like. That's funny. But So we went to Acapulco, which was a Mexican restaurant 
at, we the, did. <laughs> at the local area where we lived. We lived in, like, basically yeah. we lived in Hot Springs Village, and Acapulco is, like, at the time was the only Mexican restaurant within, like, a 10-minute radius of that where we lived. That was our first official it date, was. wasn't it? It was in the when they were in their old building. <clears throat> yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> All right. So, third question. Uh, describe what you first thought of them in one word. In one word. Mm. <clears throat> I, I will say... <laughs> Listen, if you know our story, maybe we just need to get on one day and tell our story. If you know our story, I had... Cindy was an acquired taste for me back then. Uh, so my first thought of her, in, in all honesty, was loud. Cindy was loud, and that which is a lot coming from me. So uh, she just she just kind of surprised you didn't say obnoxious. No, I wasn't gonna go there. Uh, but no, she just she had this way of like coming into a room, and it didn't matter what was happening or who was watching what or who was talking about what, what conversations were happening. Like Cindy was going to come in the room and be like, Hey everybody, what are y'all doing? And (laughs) it was just like more than I could take back then. But Mm -hmm. I learned, I learned to love her and I, I very much do love her now. So I think in one word, I would say, Handsome. Gentleman. Debonair. Oh. Gentleman? Mm-hmm. Because I opened doors? Well, but you were also like, like, yeah, you did all the standard, like, well, I guess it's not standard anymore, uh, but you did all the gentlemanly things of opening doors and trying to carry things for me and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, but, or for people in general, but you were also just, you were kind and you were... Like, you were just a good, like, gentleman. Like, what I would think would be a gentleman. Okay. Um, When did you know they were the one? When did you know? Like, officially know? I think that it was... Am I supposed to answer when I think you knew? No, you're... No, I think... I think for this one, I'll answer for myself. Okay. Okay. I... I think I knew in like November of my our first year of college. After knowing me for like two months. Mm-hmm. All right, I did not. <laughs> I did not know that early. You did not. Not at all. <laughs> no, in fact, I pretty much told her to like. If you Go can't, away. <laughs> if you can't leave me alone, we can't be friends. I wanted to be her friend. I liked Cindy a lot. I loved the time we spent together, but I couldn't see it being more than that. And so there was. More than once where I was like, listen, I feel like you want more than a friendship and I don't want more than a friendship. (laughs) Uh, But I did know she was the one after uh, an evening on a Wednesday night after church with Cheez-Its and root beer. There you go. We, I was working on a project for the church and she came out and hung out with me and we had Cheez-Its and root beer and we had a really good, like deep conversation and... And I remember going to bed that night and thinking, uh, I might be falling for this girl. Yeah. Um, so who said I love you first? You totally did. That is a big fat lie. <laughs> you are lying on a podcast. I said, Mr. I said I love you first and then I took it back. It is true. Literally true. He said I love you and then the next day said 
I think that we're moving too fast, and I want to take that back. It scared me. So I did love her, but it scared me so much that we had that we had done that. Who is your spouse's celebrity crush? Okay, I don't know if this is still it, but I know at one point it was Emma Stone. I, I did. During, like, the Spider-Man years, when she was in Spider-Man, I liked Emma Stone. Okay. Well, that's been a long time, so I clearly <laughs> don't know who your current I don't, celebrity I don't, crush is. I don't know either. I don't think I have like a current. It's not like a revolving door of celebrity crushes. <laughs> uh, I would, I would have to say, probably. Yeah, I don't know. Probably, probably like Alexandra Daddario is probably gonna be. Who the heck is that? The girl from... Okay, so like years ago, she was in uh, San Andreas with The Rock. Like she played oh, his daughter. Okay. okay. Yeah, I know who you're talking about um, now. And then she was in the like yeah, yeah. modern version I know who you're of talking about Baywatch. Now. It's those eyes. She's got like eyes that are this big and they're like... They're like... Have you ever seen this, like... This big on a podcast. This big on a podcast. Can you guys see what I did? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, All right, guess we need right. to do a video. Yours, okay. So again, a long time ago, it was it was Gerard Butler. Mm-hmm. I knew that for a fact, but I don't think is it has it changed. Probably, I still like Gerard Butler. I was trying to think. I actually really think that. Uh, okay, I, apparently I have a thing for Irish guys. Because right now, the person that I would say... I can't even think of his name, man, and that makes me so mad. But it's the guy who plays Branson in Downton Abbey. You lost me at Downton Abbey. I know. All right, moving on. (laughs) But, again, Irish accent, and he's cute. While we're we're on the topic of celebrities, favorite movie. What is my favorite movie? Your favorite movie. You should be able to get this, and I should probably not. Is why can't I never think of the name of it? It's that movie. Don't just say that movie. Don't just talk about it like it's all just part of another group of movies. Oh my gosh, I can't think of it. We're gonna have to move faster through this. I know the country. It's the country thing with the people and and he breaks out of jail and he's got the Dapper Dan. Oh brother, where art thou? There you go. Oh brother, where art thou? That's it. That's your favorite movie. That is my favorite movie. It's such a good one. I don't think you have a favorite movie. No, I don't know that I do. I don't. I think, in all honesty, I don't think you have one. I like a lot of movies. You do. All right, moving on. Uh, favorite ice cream flavor. Ice cream, you scream. We all scream for ice cream. Cindy's favorite ice cream. What is it? I don't know. Because, uh, I mean, when it comes to ice cream, I'm pretty selfish. That is very true. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say cookie dough is probably your baseline favorite. If we were going to Walmart to get ice cream, yeah, I just like absolutely. I would probably pick a cookie dough. All right, and mine. Well, it would be Bluebell because you're snobby. That's right, and I'm from Texas, and, and you can't eat anything else. The last thing that you got was the milk and cookies. 
That one's really good. And I know you like that one a lot, but I think Cookie Two-Step is your favorite. Cookie Two-Step is my current favorite. From Bluebell. It is. It's cookie dough and uh, cookies and cream, there like in one ice cream. There Which is crazy because for 20 years of my life, mint chip, mint, mint chocolate chip, mint chocolate chip is my, has been my go-to, and I still <laughs> have a special place in my heart for mint chocolate chip. In fact, we probably would have to say mint chocolate chip is my favorite because at some point, the cookie dough fad will probably die, and mint chocolate chip will still be there for me. <laughs> it's your old faithful. <laughs> All right, if your spouse had a superpower, what would it be? If my spouse had a superpower. It would be Superman. I don't know. Anything that Superman can can do. Okay. Can I just say that can we change the question? If your if spouse, your spouse was, a was a superhero, who would they be? Okay. <laughs> sure. Superman, I'll take it. I love Superman. Cause you cause the thing is, you are good at lots of things. Like you're well, a multifaceted. I think I think if it was just a single superpower, just because of, I w- it would probably be strength. Yeah. Uh, okay, so for you, this one's a weird answer, but I've actually been thinking about this one. <laughs> I don't know if this person is a superhero, but this would be your superpower if you could have it. I think this is what you would do, Mary Poppins. Because oh. because I think you would just like guide the children and do the things and walk in a room and snap your fingers and things are clean. Like if you could have, if you could. Yes. And part, I love that answer. Part of it is probably because like you have to fight to work on things sometimes. And if you had that superpower, you would use it. And others like you naturally have a gift of like leading kids and doing and. So Mary Poppins is your superhero, and she can fly, technically. I mean, technically. She can jump into chalk paintings, which would be awesome. I would totally be Mary Poppins. All right. Um, okay, we're going to do one more question. What would be your spouse's ideal vacation? Spouse's ideal vacation. Yours is easy. You want a Caribbean cruise. I do. I want a Caribbean cruise so freaking bad. I can't that even is, see straight. That is your ideal vacation, is a Caribbean cruise. Except for right now, I don't want to go on a cruise. What? It's just right now. They're, oh, because of all the COVID. Because of and, all of the things, all right. of the rules and regulations right. right now. But if all of the rules and regulations were not there, I want to go on a Caribbean cruise. And I'd yeah. love to if, I'd love to go on a Caribbean cruise with just the two of us, and then I would love to do a family cruise on a Disney. Yeah, that'd be fun. Disney cruise. Yeah. What's my ideal vacation? Your ideal vacation would be going to Red River, New Mexico. It's true. With the family. Probably anywhere that's mountainous and yeah. you could just like chill. Um, also anywhere that involves bringing our bikes. Yeah. And you going on a bike ride. Yeah. That's a vacation. <laughs> Every time I take a bike ride, it's like a mini vacation. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, I am super excited to continue to push into more lessons from legos Mm -hmm. i think there's a lot we can glean from just these little bitty bricks um yeah so this week connect with your spouse yes do something out of the ordinary heck go online and search up the newlywed game and ask each other some questions some questions it's kind of funny what answers you'll find (laughs) all right 
I'm going to pray for us. Yeah. Father, we thank you for today. Thank you so much for the opportunity to share your word and talk about your vision for marriage, talk about connection and what that looks like and the what we believe are the best ways to grow. Lord, I pray that this podcast would or is ministering to people uh, and that, God, that you're just doing great things. We love you so much and we're thankful. Be with us this week. Uh, and in the coming weeks, as we continue to grow our marriages, we love you and thank you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you guys next time. See ya.